And we're back. Hey, it's a long time. I think we're finally back, me and David. For listeners who don't know, we actually stopped recording for a good four months or maybe three, right? So lots of things has happened. I mean, the pandemic has just been really crazy, going up and down again. Things has been more or less in a limbo. I'm right now in uh, sunny Singapore, having my coffee. (laughs) And (laughs) And David, where are you? I'm in sunny Bali, Mm. enjoying my time here. Mm, updates right like for me there were a bit like quite a few ups and downs ever since i left my job mini burnouts here and there um there's been i think that's part and parcel of uh, venturing out on your own right so lots of things that happened uh what, what have been going on for you david in bali i think it's been pretty good like i've been kind of in a holding pattern here i haven't really i've done some traveling within the country obviously you know keeping mindful of the situation but Bali has been pretty safe right it's there's a lot of room to spread out there's very very few tourists and so I'm just been here chilling and just waiting to see what the situation's like in the world so part of me even wants to come back to the U.S. sooner rather than later so that might be happening Mm, I really miss Bali but at the same time I don't know why I don't miss Bali as well I think I just want to travel out of uh, Singapore because it's been pretty... Think things are going... Things are opening up again. The restaurants, the shopping malls and everything. It's, it's, it's opened up again. I'm meeting a lot of my friends again. But I do miss taking the plane, traveling like to someplace else. You yeah, know? I can imagine, Getting... right? I, I have some friends who are in Hawaii and after two weeks they're ready to like... They get island fever and they're ready to like leave Hawaii, which is you know, paradise on earth, right? And mm. I can only imagine what it's like to be in Singapore. Like you're in this like kind of city state of a country. And I, I, the biggest probably comparison I could do is like San Francisco. If it were to like be its own little island and you're just kind of stuck there, how would, how would one feel? So I, I think I definitely understand the a- anxiousness or the angst you, you have right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess it's just keeping myself busy. I mean, the same for you, right? And uh, recently, we were working on our blog. Exactly. So I've been trying to, you know, write some new articles, put on my, I haven't done actually extensive like creative writing in a while, right? So this is mm-hmm. quite a exciting new endeavor for me to to go down right with you. And then we'll just see what kind of content we produce. So I'm excited about this. Yep. So I mean, for me, I've been also uh, working on the back end of the blog, you know, like just getting our WordPress set up, launching articles to test. You know, there was this little problem in the past few days where the blog articles was not launching when I, when I click update. So very nitty gritty stuff, but it's been quite fun and, and we're really excited uh, for us to launch the blog. Hopefully in the next uh, one to two months, most likely one month, because I think most of the structure has been out. And once we launch the blog, we'll give you guys an update. Yeah, so feedback welcome mm. there. You could critique our writing style, tell us what we're doing right with our content. So, you know, we are all ears for that. Cool. So, yeah. So Nick, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, good, good question, right? So I think topic's topic is going to be a rather deep one. Okay, we are going to talk about finding your true life purpose. You know, do you ever feel lost in your own life or sometimes feel like you're losing connection with yourself? If so, in today's episode, we're going to share six powerful questions 
to help you tune into your life purpose. We put together these questions so that you can always fire this on demand to help you bring back that sense of self-awareness and give your mind a break of all the noise so that you can start living a greater, more joyful life filled with meaning and happiness. Right, so without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so how we're going to open a topic here, we're going to talk about why we need to actually realize our life purpose before we do anything in life, right? It's easy to get caught up in a daily grind and lose sight of what really matters, right? We all have a purpose, but it's often hard to remember why we are doing the, the things that we do on a daily basis. Finding a purpose is not that easy, but it is important. Why? Because if you don't know why you're doing something, right, then there is no way for you to be successful at it. Correct? So I think today, we are going to help remind you why everything that you do matters so much more than just another job or task list. So David, tell me, have you ever felt this way before where you're, you're feeling like not like like your life is uh, not where you, you want it to be and you're just feeling like listless, you know, restless? Yeah, I think it's... I've definitely felt this way before, and I think everyone has felt this way before. I think it's only natural, right? And I could speak to sort of an episode, right, a few years ago, actually many years ago, right when I was about to turn 30, uh, I was at Google for five to six years, and I keep telling the story a lot, but again, I like to reiterate this is because, you know, I felt that I was languishing, I was not getting ahead of my career, I was questioning whether I want to be in advertising, and questioning my role, and so... It, it brings into force, right? A lot of these existential questions about just what you want to do, right? Because of sort of the negative emotions that were flowing in my mind. So I completely sort of did an about face, which we could talk about more in this episode. But yeah, it, it's it's been something that that really can be a moment of transformation in one's life as well. Mm -hmm. I can relate to this feeling as well for me. I think it's no secret that most of the time in my seven years of career, right, I've been hustling for money and money alone. Very typical of Asian. Like many people out there, I had trouble finding my own purpose in life beyond just earning the big bucks, right? And instead of doing what made me happy, post-graduation, I simply found myself doing things just because it brought me more money at the time, which led not only to a series of regrets later on in life, but also a series of like burnouts, you know, down the line. In 2019, I found myself more feeling more unrecognizable than ever, you know, sinking into frequent anxiety attacks, waking up feeling gloomy every day. And this was before the pandemic, yeah? While it could have led me into practical depression of sorts, uh, one big part of it was due to the fact that I was living out of alignment mm. and was also far away from living my life purpose. So even though on the surface, everything seems to be going right, you know, good job, good social life, accomplishing my goals, I found myself in a very bad space, you know? Mm. So today we're going to talk about how we can avoid these same mistakes by constantly asking yourself six important questions so you can finally start living your best life possible. So the first question uh, I would like you guys to ask if you're feeling this way is, why do I feel this way? Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly feeling lost and you don't know why there might be a good reason for it, right? Ask yourself, why do you feel this way? We all have an inner voice that tells us what we need to do in order to be happy. So just listen, you know. One way to unravel your inner voice is to ask is to write down your feelings and thoughts. So uh, for those of you who don't know what to write about, a few good starter questions is to uh, begin with, I'm feeling lost right now because... 
or I don't know what my main purpose is now because and then you fill in the blanks, right? So write down all the feelings and thoughts for about 20 to 30 minutes and see what comes out of paper. You know, you might be surprised at what actually comes out. You can doodle, you can draw graphs, you know, like I like to uh, sketch as well and come up with my maps on my, on my journal. But the key thing is really allowing your thoughts to flow as freely and creatively as possible. Yeah. And, and to add to that, right, you have to be just completely honest because it is an exercise with yourself. So no matter how you think it's cringeworthy or it's embarrassing, it's you're the only one, right, who could, who could see that piece of paper. And I think actually writing it down is quite important because when I try to describe it, I'm a pretty open person, so I don't mind just telling my feelings to people and having changed like that. But when someone asks me like maybe why I'm feeling lost, I think sometimes at that very moment, it's really hard to quantify. It's a very nebulous space. So when you're trying to talk to someone about it, your mind just scatters in so many different directions. So it might be actually hard to describe it verbally to someone, right? That's why writing on a piece of paper in a quiet space and giving yourself time to formulate those thoughts gives you, I think, a more honest answer when you actually see it in front of you. Hmm. I think also one of the most important reasons why we start to feel this way in life is also because we lose connection with ourselves. Why? Because we let a lot of people take over, right? What do I mean by this? In common cases, where we grow up, I think we start to let our friends and family dictate what, what to do, how to be or what's best for us, right? Then we're also no longer the one in control by doing that. Another reason for this is when you're constantly planning and organizing other people's lives at work or at home, in and then, then it kind of becomes difficult for one to find yourself. So for me, I could relate as well, David. I was feeling uh, overly demotivated during my last job. I always felt like I was going to get there towards a life of financial security with stacking responsibilities. But at the same time, I felt like I was never going to get where I wanted to go. This was like a life filled with freedom, flexibility to do what I wanted to do. I felt like I would never get there at the same time. So walking away from my full-time job was a step in the right direction for my purpose because now I had more time to focus on myself and to export entrepreneurship as an alternative way of earning a living, right? I've been trying out so many things so far. Is I've uh, been trying dropshipping, print on demand, affiliate blogging. Right now, I also started like a freelance gig on Fiverr. And it's interesting how I always seem to find myself overall gravitating towards entrepreneurship related activities. So this is where I am right now, you know, just finding out where, where to go from here after realizing my sort of yeah. my purpose. I think mm. I think that's great that you're doing this, right? And it's always taking a leap of faith in believing yourself, right? And I think it sounds sometimes very like pie in the sky idea, right? But sometimes that fear is the it just it it handcuffs one, right, to actually trying some taking a risk on themselves to to, to achieving more purpose, more happiness. So I'm actually really glad that you are doing this now for yourself and actually you're you know you're seeing some success in it as well i bet mm -hmm. i think a fair bit of uh, success and failures but i think all in all is it comes in a bundle mm -hmm. right bundle package right wherever you pursue something it's definitely 50 50 you get some successes you get some yeah. failures but it is integral to going to where you want to be right no road is perfectly paved for, for you, especially if it's a, a, a road that's less taken by the majority. Yeah. So if the majority is like um, just doing their nine to five, it's unlikely that you can just get answers from anyone uh, on the streets on like where to go from here. Yeah. Right? So I think it's all about like paving your path and trusting the process and just letting yourself flow 
towards the direction that you gravitate exactly. to. Exactly. And I think as an entrepreneur, and just in life, right? I mean, I've, people have said it again, and I'll, and I'll say it again, that success is, or sorry, failure is just a part of success. Right? Failure is completely normal. Mm-hmm. And if you don't fail in life, then there's something actually wrong. You're expected to fail. That's normal. That's the part of the learning, of the learning process. So, so I would say like fail more often. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think wrap, wrapping up this question, number one, why do I feel this way, right? It has got to do a lot with like, understanding your emotions first and really gravitating towards or rather choose the emotion that you would like to feel. So if you're feeling demotivated, choose choose the path of feeling motivated again, right? Uh, which also leads me to the next question. What is missing from my past life? So your past has a lot, uh, can give you a lot of clues to what might be missing in the present. What do I mean by this, right? So ask yourself, what are your what your daily life used to be before this, right? And compare it to your current run. Do you used to spend a lot of time with friends, you know, going out with family or other activities that could have made you more happy or satisfied? And you find these things no longer uh, happening in your daily life, then maybe you should consider reintroducing them back into your life, right? And then you can try and see if things start to take off again. Because most likely, more than often, it's a missing part of your usual past that used to bring you happiness that you you started to dismiss because society says so or maybe you just feel like okay you should prioritize your work over your friends mm-hmm. work over your family yeah. and that's most likely what's happening to you right now once you miss this human touch right it might be uh, a way of like it might have just caused you to lose motivation because you no longer see them the people that you love more most most in your life Exactly. And you know what's so insidious about it is that sometimes like the things you, you find joy in that you that you find joy, it kind of slips away without you ne- without you even knowing sometimes, right? Where, for example, and I'll take a you know, a very not a shallow case, but I'll take an ex- like a light example that say you go to the gym and you really like the routine about exercising every day, but then work gets in the way and then instead of working out every day, you work out three times a week and then you get even busier now goes to one time a week, right? And you feel like you're out of shape, but then you don't you're not consciously aware of it, right? Maybe because you're just in the thick of things because you're under, you know, pressure to finish a project that it just slips away without even knowing it or just even going out less and seeing your friends. So it is insidious, you know, and it's something that's good to know, like, hey, like, you know, when you focus back on sort of what made you happy in the past or things in the past, that can be a key marker. Like, oh, wait a minute. Like I had these other routines that I, that I did that I, now I don't do anymore. So that could be a, an example of how you identify that. Mm. What, what about you, David? Like, was there um, anything that you feel in your lowest times of life uh, was because due to the fact that you started doing less of what you used to do in your previous, like uh, in your past? Yeah, I mean, I think on sort of the broadest sort of concept is that having time to myself, right? And and I think this is kind of for me why I quit my job you know, at Google after working there for five to six years is because I felt that I was not in control of my time, right? That I worked a lot of hours and it was not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I want to get back time and not just taking mm-hmm. two weeks off of vacation, taking a sabbatical, actually to be completely unplugged and not to, and to, to just to just be free. Right. And, and I think, and again, this harkens back to time when I was in college, right. Even before ever starting my working, that I think, wow, like I was completely free and I just, and I bring me, I brought me some, I brought me so much joy and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to experience that again. So, so that was, that was, 
that experience was so positive and so rejuvenating that, that I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this again. And I did. And it propelled me then into my next career choice, which is uh, computer programming. So everything is connected, right? Every, everything has this kind of linear sort of positive effect. Mm-hmm. So I think question number three is, is, is a good uh, lead up to question number three, right? Question number three to ask yourself right here is what is my biggest motivations? You know, so this has got to do with your past accomplishments, going back to your past accomplishments so far. If you went back to your past accomplishments so far, it can actually tell you more about your motivations and what drives you. So try remembering your accomplishments in life so far from graduating high school, you know, landing a job, buying your first house, you know, what are these accomplishments and why are they meaningful to you? You know, how they make you feel. So I did a little exercise uh, for myself for this question and asked myself, like, what were my past accomplishments and reflected on, to, in order to reflect what drives me in life, right? So I had three top major motivations. I think major accomplishments rather. Number one being going from designer to manager in e-commerce. So really going from the creative side of things uh, to adopting a sales-driven mind. Number two was building my own, my first website, right? And number three being masking out enough courage to quit my nine to five job. Uh, so I think all these accomplishments were meaningful to me because it helped me build confidence for my next steps in life, right? For bigger goals, bigger possibilities. And in hindsight also, I think it also gave me a sense of self-worth for myself. So it was, it's not so much of self-validation uh, from others, but it was self-worth for myself as it confirmed something that I'm waiting to hear from myself, that I'm enough and I've got it in me to do what I set out to do. So this was really important to me, you see, because more than often or not, you are you have a dream that you want to set off for, but a lot of times you have a lot of self-doubt, right? So accomplishments serve to give you evidence to kind of let yourself know that you you are ready for these things. You are able to do these things as long as you set your mind to it and it is possible, right? And I think other ways to read your motivations will also include like if these accomplishments that you pen down, if it gave you a sense of relief, for example, it might be because you are trying to get off an, of an old pattern that was exhausting and no longer work, working for you, such like quitting smoking, mm. right? Or if it was a sense of accomplishment and achievement for you, then maybe this has got to do with your drive for completion or perfectionism, right? You see how knowing this about yourself can give you so much power over your thoughts and knowing why you move in a certain direction in, can instead of just moving on default. So knowing why you move in a certain direction instead of moving on default can give you clues on how to move towards more meaningful goals in future. Yeah. I think for me personally, for accomplishments, it gives, it's tangible, right? It's something that I can, it's something that I communicate to people, gives me that inner self-confidence, right? Like, for example, learning a new skill set, learning how to code is one clear example of something that is tangible, right? That I could, and I could put that on a resume and I feel proud of myself because I learned this new skill. So, yeah. Mm. So question number four is who or what can I contribute to, right? So the basis of this of having this question is because simply because humans naturally want to be a part of something bigger. And this can work nicely in the direction of re-sparking joy and life purpose, right? Giving room to further shape your goals. So if you learn to show up daily and pay attention not just to your own pain, but also the pain of others, something magical can happen. As we, myself included, 
are the best at giving ourselves the slack we deserve when things start to get tough. Knowing that we're contributing to a larger community keeps us going as we know that this is no longer just about us because the moment we pull over and stop and rest somewhere, it's also the moment this exchange of value comes to a halt, right? So you can you can start by finding out what your superheroes are for this question, what your superhero abilities are, what brings joy in life for you, then find more ways to do that. So it could be a, uh, the key formulating questions here that you can ask yourself is like, what am I good at? What do I like? Why do I like doing this? And how can this contribute to someone who might equally enjoy this? Right. A great example would be someone who loves baking. And if you want to lead with that talent, you can start volunteering at a soup restaurant or soup kitchen, for example. Or you can teach baking as part of an online course for newbie bakers. Right. Another example is uh, perhaps is you have a natural ability to build relationships with kids. And then maybe you might be an amazing school teacher or babysitter who can give kids the best experience, childhood experience under your care, right? Or further another example, right? Maybe it's you are able to bring creativity and find ways, new ways to solve problems. Do you enjoy volunteering or mentoring others? Then you might be suited for a life coach, helping people solve problems in non-textbook ways, right? So there's many, many things that you can do. This also applies for those of you out there who are introverted by nature, right? So being introverted is no, by no sense means that you cannot contribute to society, yeah? It's equally possible. You can also find like an online forum where you can contribute in some way that makes the world a better place, right? So uh, David, what, what do you think we're trying to contribute with this podcast? I think... You know, this this entire theme that you touch on with this point is the need to sort of help people, right? I, I it's a very unifying thing. And this is ex and I think that's on the highest level we're trying to do, right? Is to help people kind of put perspective on their life, right? If you're feeling like something's not right, you know, we are there to sort of break that down and say, okay, well, what is it? Right? How do I analyze it in a way that can lead to meaningful change? And I think that's what we're gonna try to do. What we been trying to do since we started this podcast and to do that through examining our own lives, right? We're in this journey together and we want to share that with you as well. Mm -hmm. I think more than anything with this podcast, um, on top of what, what you have just said, we also like to contribute our own unique ways of living. So this is probably something that is deviating from the usual nine to five, right? And find a way to bring meaning and happiness to our lives. So be it remote working, mindset, entrepreneurship, goal setting, or meaningful ways to explore the world, right? We want to share with you guys what we have learned with our own personal experiences and use them as lessons for your life, right? And I think more importantly, I would like to see this podcast develop further into a series where we can also introduce interviews that cover in detail how other people are living out their passions and show us ways to create better lives, better days, and living out our lives while also contributing to the people who are living living the way that they want to live right yeah and you know we're putting the we're putting together that list and we want to just bring that to to each and every one of you sort of that experience of sort of seeing what that person has sort of to offer this podcast and how they could share their tips of success to all of you mm -hmm. right so we move on to like the fifth fifth question right now where to from here Right. Uh, question five, where to from here? Knowing your motivations and ways you can contribute is only the first step. 
it's time to get down and dirty, prioritizing your life so that you are always moving towards the direction that is most fulfilling in some way, like helping others or improving the environment. Prioritizing your ambitions from here will make you feel more fulfilled in the present moment and tune in to your true self. But how do you prioritize one ambition over the other? So here are five steps to prioritize your ambitions, right? Step one is to list it all up, right? List out all the things that you want to do. Step two is to give order, right? You list them in order of which one makes you most fulfilled or least frustrated at this moment. This is usually an obvious answer for people and it may take a while before both lists are completed. However, if you're still not sure which ambition you would like to pursue, you can take a step back and think about what you like to do in your spare time, right? Then move forward, right? Step three is to get clear, right? Get clear if a certain ambition that uh, you list maybe feels weird or if you feel does not really make it as part of the grand list, it might be because the thing that you that makes you feel fulfilled is more of an activity rather than a goal. This is a way you need to separate these goals from activities, yeah? Like playing with friends or running or jogging. The reason why these ambitions are so fulfilling for you could be due to the fact that uh, you get a feel a, a sense of accomplishment when you finish your activity or because it is an expression of who you are as a person, right? So getting clear on what activity versus a goal is very crucial in order to really segment it so that it becomes your life purpose. Now, step four is to get bold, right? In some cases, it might be that that makes you feel most fulfilled in life, aligns with what society expects from people. For example, marriage and having kids, right? However, if there is something else on the list that also fulfills you, but society frowns upon it due to social norms and expectations, then remember that fulfilling your true desires is more important than satisfying what is expected of you. Write it down nevertheless and lean in closer to see, you know, if it gives further clues to what you might like to do that gives the same exact feeling as well, right? If none of these are a clear match for why you feel lost in life or don't know the purpose of your life, then take some time to explore other things that might, right? Step five is to rearrange again. Now you have all the things on your list, right? I think it's time to rearrange based on what you've learned about yourself through this exercise. So rearrange the list so that your top priority is at the beginning and do this until all of them have been ranked in order from the best to the worst fulfillment. The point, the whole point of this exercise is to understand your life desires, what fulfills you in life, and then decide on what on how much of that fulfillment you are willing to compromise for societal expectations or norms. Very important, yeah? I think for most of you, you might find this exercise a little bit tedious at first, but as you go on, it will help to clarify if there's something else that is fulfilling for you that you are not yet pursuing, right? So you ver you really need to be aware of this these things in order to get further in life, uh, experiencing joy in everything you do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Right, and uh, we are now at question six, right? How can I make this a reality? That's the last question that you need to ask yourself, right? So this is probably by, by far the most fun part. So you've gone through the whole tedious reflection, you know, getting, getting in on your desires, your motivations, understanding yourself inside out based on your past. Now it's time to just combine what we call goals with a soul, right? 
So living in alignment means following your passions as closely as you can on a daily basis. How can I do that? What I like to do is to start visualizing how your ideal day-to-day life might look like to pursue a goal that's powered with purpose, right? You can create a, and pin down some preliminary goals for now and next year and then work backwards from those deadlines to create an achievable timeline. What I personally like to do is to put in a format of bullet journaling where I can track all my progress on a monthly, weekly, and daily basis. So once you go through this exercise and get fully set up, you'll be surprised at how much more tuning you will feel once you're always looking ahead and taking action on what matters most, right? For me, myself, the process of setting goals and working towards them day in, day out uh, has helped me stay on track. It helps me remember why I even started out this this journey in the first place. Uh, it helps me feel a lot grounded. And I think also I feel a lot more confident because I'm living the life that I was meant for, not living someone else's life or living what society wants me to do. Tip here is to really start with your dreams first so that you can work backwards from there. What is it that you want most? You may also want to create a vision board or mind map. So this one really helps me. Um, to remind me of what your where your direction is yeah. headed in life. And just mm. to add to that, right? Mm. I think the self-confidence to not care about what other people think of what you're doing to achieve happiness, right? That you shouldn't be worried about what other people think, right? Um, about your goals to become a better person, right? And I think sometimes people are so worried about that. Uh, I, I heard this one interesting quote, and I think I'll repeat it here because I think it's very pointing. It's like people should not be triggered by your own success, Right, that uh, you you want to be surrounded by people who can who can support you and to bring out the best in you. So I think that's very important as well. Mm. So I think that's also a bit of a stock taking of who's around you, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, people who don't wish the best for you probably should, shouldn't be even in your in the list of friends around you. Because I think the, the the people who motivate you around you creates like a positive environment for thriving, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to be the same for the people around you. So having just this awareness and stock taking helps you to ensure that, you know, your immediate environment is a positive one for you to thrive. Exactly. Yeah, right. So I guess like leaving off with this st- these six steps, a bonus tip is if you can set your goals in a form of like a step ladder. So imagine a ladder that brings you to your purposeful goal. If as long as you're taking one small action at a time on something, eventually you will build momentum and confidence for bigger problems down the road. So just Take a step at a time. As long as you're, you're do, stepping in the right direction, one day at a time, you're fine, right? You're fine. Yep. Mm. Right. So, okay, if all this uh, sounds like it might help you have more clarity about what matters to you, most of you, I encourage you to take a few moments and explore the six questions for tuning in. So, summary, the six questions are, number one, asking yourself why you feel this way. Why do I feel this way? Uh, number two, is asking yourself, what is missing from my past life? Number three, what are my biggest motivations? Number four is who or what can I contribute to? Number five is where to from here? And number six is how can I make this a reality? Right. All right. So I think this is a good place to end. David, any more thoughts that you can help me use this? I think this has been a really great sort of introspection for myself, right? To think about, you know, if I'm feeling lost, like what steps do I need to take to sort of get out of it? So it's like, thank you. I'm really glad that we did this episode. Mm. Yep. We're also very happy that you managed to join us for this episode. We hope to bring you more great content in the future. And as always, please hit us a follow button if you're on Spotify so you get future updates when we post an episode. And meanwhile, if you enjoyed this podcast, please hop onto Apple iTunes and give us a five-star rating and review. 
as this helps us gain more visibility on air, which gives us more opportunity to connect to more listeners like you. All right. And beyond this, I think stay positive, stay safe. We will be back on our next episode. See you. All right. See you next week. Stay safe. Stay safe.